0: Welcome back! We're continuing to talk about the Gregor and Blaise attempted refutation of Richard Balcom's name statistics argument for the Gospels and Acts. Now, as I mentioned last time, Gregor and Blaise uh, try to suggest alternative ways in which the authors could have known about the proper name statistics, or at least imitated the proper name statistics, even though they were making people up um, in these documents. Authors, when I say authors, I'm also including um, oral tellers of stories, uh, the process that Balcom refers to as anonymous community transmission, but could also involve the actual named authors themselves. What... Is common to that is that they're they're not just artlessly reflecting name statistics real name statistics by telling about real people rather they're inventing people in their stories and then that uh, happens to reflect real name statistics so Gregor and Blaze say well probably they weren't just sort of randomly selecting names uh, probably there was some way in which they actually knew the real name statistics, even though they were engaging in invention. And then they have several ways this could have gone. One of them concerns the Maccabees. Uh, Now, the Maccabees, you can Google. Um, Balcom refers to the Hasmonean family. I'm going to use those words interchangeably. In the 100s BC, uh, this is the story ultimately behind Hanukkah, the uh, Maccabean family rose up and uh, chased out the the Greek rulers, especially Antiochus Epiphanes, who had attempted to impose pagan Greek practices upon the Jews. Uh, far more so, by the way, than the Romans. Later on, the Romans didn't really attempt to impose their pagan practices on the Jews, um, but the, the Greeks did. And so it was this you know, great thing where they were defending themselves and driving the the Greeks out of Judea. Now, um, Balcom and Ilan, Tal Ilan, the Israeli researcher, both note that Maccabean names were very popular in Palestine uh, at this time, at the time of Christ, for example. Just for fun... I've linked in the description the the parody song Candlelight by the uh, group, the vocal group, the Maccabeats. And if I can get the uh, picture to work, my uh, thumbnail picture will be from their video. Um, So let me just read what Balcom says about this. And then this is something that Gregor and Blaze are picking up on and trying to use to actually counter Balcom. So Balcom says, it is very striking that six of the nine most popular male names are those of the Hasmonean family, Mattathias and his five sons, John, Simon, Judas, Eleazar, and Jonathan. While the three most popular female names, Mary, Mariam, that is, Salome, and Zion the longer form of Salome, were also the names of members of the Hasmonean ruling family. Since it was the Hasmonians who won Jewish independence in the second century BCE and were the last Jewish rulers of an independent Jewish state, the popularity of their names into the period of Roman rule was no doubt patriotic. So then Gregor and Blaise picked that up and tried to turn it on Balcom by implying that this could have been a, a source of knowledge. Let me read what they have to say. This is from Gregor and Blaise. First, almost all the most popular male names in first century Palestine happen also to be the names of the Maccabean leaders, Eleazar-Lazarus, Jonathan, joseph slash Joseph, judah, slash judah slash jude Mattathias, Simon-Simeon, Yohanan-John. According to Ilan, the practice of using the Maccabean names, quote, is a glaring indication of the popularity and the widespread support for the Hasmonean Revolt, unquote. This explains why these names in particular were among the most popular. It seems at least somewhat plausible that even Jews living in the diaspora would be aware of this naming practice given how widespread it was, even if diaspora naming practices were different. Now, I just want to call attention to how hand-wavy that last sentence is. I also want to note that these anonymous community... Uh, transmitters needn't even have been Jews. They may or may not. I mean, if we're imagining, they're hypothetical. I don't think the Gospels were passed down by anonymous community transmitters in this way. But um, if they, if it was, it, they needn't have all been Jewish anyway. But in general, it's very hand-wavy. It seems at least somewhat plausible that even Jews living in the diaspora would be aware of this naming practice, given how widespread it was, even if diaspora naming practices were different, really? Okay, sufficiently to invent names while reflecting it. Um, To show how difficult that actually would be, I want to read some more from Balcom with some comments. Okay, this is Balcom. The popularity of the names of the Hasmoneans illustrates the fact that biblical names Though widely used by Palestinian Jews in this period seem mostly not to have been used for the purpose of recalling the biblical characters who bore these names, a purpose which seems to have been more commonly operative in the diaspora. The names of the Hasmoneans were all biblical, two of them patriarchal, Simeon and Judah, but it was because of their Hasmonean use that they were popular. Okay, you follow that. What Balcom is saying is that these names, yes, they're in the Old Testament, but their popularity seems to be because, of they, because they were used by the Maccabeans, not per se because they were from the Old Testament. So, for example, he has a footnote where he lays out the 12 tribes of Israel, and he shows that we've got this huge number of Simon or Simeon in, and Judah in Elan but we have zero instances of Zebulun. We have almost zero instances of Ephraim, for example. So the, the 12 tribes' names are not being used apparently because they're the names of the 12 tribes, but certain among them are being widely used because they are also the names of Maccabean rulers. At least that's, that's the theory, which actually Gregor and Blaise accept that theory. But notice the subtlety of it, okay, that it's got to be understood to be contrasted with Old Testament uses, it's Maccabean, rather than, per se, Old Testament. Now, okay, another quote from Balcom again, to show how complicated this is and how hard it is. Therefore, J.P. Meyer, okay, that's a marginal Jew, John Meyer, is wrong to suppose that quote, now he's quoting Meyer, Every name in Jesus' family harks back to the beginnings of Israel's history. The patriarch Jacob equals James, who received the name Israel, the twelve sons and tribes of Israel, including Judah, Joseph, and Simeon, Miriam, the sister of Moses, and finally Joshua slash Jesus, the successor of Moses and leader of Israel into the promised land, unquote. And Balcom comments, but might not this family have used these names for no other reason than that they were very popular. But notice that what what I want to draw attention to, and this is why Balcom is saying that Meyer appears to be wrong, Meyer just goes, the 12 tribes, and then he goes, including Judah, Joseph, and Simeon. I- yeah, but <laughs> there aren't other twelve tribe names. In, in Jesus' family. And there aren't even other 12 tribe names that are equally popular. So in other words, John Meyer has noticed the, you know, even a great scholar like that, with all the resources available to him, has noticed the use of certain Old Testament names, um, in this case in Jesus' family, but hasn't noticed what Ilan and Balgam have noticed, which is that these preferentially favor Hasmonean, that is, Maccabean names, rather than taking, say, Judah uh, and the popularity and harking back to the fact that it's a name of a member, of the head of one of the 12 tribes. Okay, it's both, but what seems more to be influencing the popularity of the name at the time is the, the patriotism, arising from the Maccabean Revolt. So let's, let's think about this process that Gregor and Blaze are seeing seems at least somewhat plausible. It really doesn't. So you have to have a, uh, a person or group of people uh, in the diaspora because they're saying, you know, even if they were in the diaspora, who's first noticing Jewish name statistics he may or may not be Jewish. Then he's distinguishing, you know, because some of some of the Jew, his Jewish friends, some of the Jews to which he's exposed would be following diasporan practices. So he's got to distinguish them from people that he knows or that he hears from or that he hears about who are in the region uh, surrounding Jerusalem. They're in, you know, Judea and Galilee, Galilee. Um, Roman province of part of the Roman province of Syria, which came to be known as Palestine under the Romans. He's got to distinguish the diasporan names and sort of separate those out from the Palestinian names. Then, further, he has to not follow the wrong pattern by uh, saying, Oh, you know, those are Old Testament names, and then just kind of extrapolating it, grabbing more Old Testament names. Instead, he has to notice those are Maccabean names. So yes, he has to have access to books of Maccabees or the stories of the Maccabees. Notice that those are Maccabean names and that that's what's influencing them. Okay, and then he has to extrapolate that by inventing characters, and maybe more than one person he has to do this if it's anonymous community transmission, by inventing characters that um, have the Hasmonean Maccabean names rather than the biblical names. Now that is not at least somewhat plausible, unquote. And I'll just bring up again Louis de Waal, um, who has Zebulun, you know, he's constantly drawing on Old Testament names for his made-up characters, um, not appearing to recognize this Maccabean pattern even though he's using Josephus, for example. So this is an incredibly complicated process. In fact, it's so complicated that it would actually be easier. It would actually be simpler for an inventor, a fictionalizer, if he's got that access to Uh, Palestinian name statistics and he's able to gather them and you know uh, note a statistical uh, pattern he might as well just imitate that statistical pattern taking it back to uh, oh you know this is the Maccabees it's just like an extra detour he doesn't really need to know the reason why you know Judah and Simon and, and um you know, John and so forth are more popular than Zebulun, Naphtali, Ephraim. He just needs to notice that they are more popular. He might as well just make use of that directly. So it's it's not this this Maccabean theory is not helpful at all. Um, now again, to to notice how hand-weavy uh, Gregor and Blaze are about this kind of thing, um, I'm going to bring up another of their so-called, you know, sources or considerations or ways that the authors or tradents of the uh, New Testament, the gospel stories, could have been aware of these name statistics, namely the authentic Pauline epistles. So this is what they say about this. The authentic Pauline letters allow us to establish that even before the composition of the canonical gospels, Christians outside Palestine had at least some exposure to Palestinian Jewish names via correspondence and personal visits. I'm just going to pause there and comment. Did somebody deny that um, Christians outside of Palestine visited or uh, had letters from the Jewish area or from Palestine? Nobody denied that what we're saying is that that's not a good way to get a a bird's eye view of the uh, actual name statistics, okay? So uh, at least some exposure is putting it mildly. So now I'm going to continue and read the the last sentence of this quote from Gregor and Blaze. Indeed, I love it when people use indeed that way. Indeed, Jerusalem leaders mentioned by Paul include... Persons Bearing Popular Palestinian Jewish Names Parenthesis, James and John Okay, those are the only Jerusalem leaders mentioned by Paul who bear popular Palestinian Jewish names namely James, the brother of Jesus, and John um, the son of Zebedee Uh, He didn't say the son of Zebedee, but that's presumably who it is So literally, Paul names two people who bear popular Palestinian names. In no way does he note that they bear popular Palestinian names. And that somehow means that he... And they put authentic Pauline epistles into their chart of other ways that people could have known uh, Palestinian name statistics. They literally put Pauline epistles into their chart, and then they've got to put a little yes only by... James and John, and he only has one a piece of each of them. So there's like nothing in the Pauline epistles that's going to tell a reader that these are popular names. In fact, he also refers, um, you know, more often than to John, to uh, Peter, whom he also calls Cephas. Um, he has quite a bit about Peter. Those are not popular, and we don't find uh, the authors of. The gospels and acts uh making up other peters you know or other Cephases. so there's there's no he makes no distinction he's just talking about these historical people who were leaders so how is this supposed to be helpful to someone to know about um about name popularity it's not it's not helpful at all it's ridiculous uh to treat that as somehow helping people and so what they have to do is sort of make this broader hand-wavy thing. Well, they they got letters. You know, they had at least some exposure to Palestinian Jewish names via correspondence and personal visits. What do they do? Okay, without a way of, of tabulating and gathering statistics and taking note of patterns, which is very hard to do outside of the information age, um, you know, letters aren't going to do it. So, you know, they can go either way. They can go, uh, yeah, the, the authentic Pauline epistles indeed have two, uh, these two names, James and John, like, so what? Or they can back up and say, well, all we're saying is that people got letters. Well, if that's all you're saying, then that's, you know, doesn't record something that's very helpful. It's just saying, well, they might have gotten somehow from letters. They might have been able to figure this out. Um the use by Gregor and Blaise of the Maccabean names, like in that same in that same chart uh, with the Pauline epistles. Uh, it is meant to make it look like there's some simpler process that these anonymous community persons or the authors, whoever they were, might have undertaken. Than brute collection of data in a non-information age, but actually it is just that it is it would just have to be brute collection of data, which is so hard that even modern authors and scholars, like for example John Meyer, have failed to notice uh, the relevant patterns. Um, and in fact, to compare it to the Maccabean rather than the biblical names is even harder. So instead of the, the clumping around Maccabean names making it easier to try to relate it to that for the authors or tradents to try to relate it to that, tradents, by the way, are the, just people who carry on a tradition, um, would actually make it harder. It would actually make for a more complex process. So that's it's not helping them at all to list the Maccabeans. Um, I think they I think they don't realize this because to just say Maccabean names it's like okay we've got all of those in one place those you know five or six tap names but there's nothing about the book of Maccabees. I mean if somebody read the book of Maccabees that tags it as something that's going to be used later in Palestine as a repository of names. And Gregory and Blaise don't want to say that the authors of the Gospels or the people telling stories that went into the Gospels just coincidentally guess, hey, maybe the Maccabean names were popular. They know that's uh that wouldn't really explain anything, so they have to envisage that uh, it is at least somewhat plausible that even Jews living in the diaspora would be aware of this name in practice, okay? So, there since there's no tag in the Maccabees, and there couldn't be, you know, it's not like somebody writing the first and second Maccabees is a prophet and he's going to say, hey, you know... Um, 150 years from now Jews are going to really love the names that are in these books uh, they know that so then they envisage somebody is actually noticing that the Maccabean names are popular as opposed to just biblical names. Now by this type of process you could explain away any evidence this is, a, this is like a Cartesian deceiver scenario as I often point out so sure you can spin out your theory to such an extent that any evidence for reliability will be uh, treated as hey, maybe somebody else noticed that this would be uh, realistic no matter how complicated it would be for him to notice that and then he made use of it in making stuff up. And, and you'd have to have multiple people doing this as well because this, these statistics are composed from multiple Gospels. Um, but That doesn't prove anything. It's just another Cartesian type of scenario that piggybacks off of the more simple, realistic scenario. And the more simple, realistic scenario is that these Maccabean names were, in fact, popular due to um, patriotism, as Balcom says, and that parents did call their sons by these names, and that then the people in the Gospels are in fact real people. They have these names. Maybe it may even be that some of the parents were were not aware of the uh, Hasmonean connection. You, you could have somebody who hears and likes the name Leo and names their son Leo, even though the popularity of Leo was originally because of The actor, Leo DiCaprio, the parent doesn't need to know that. Um, But one way and another, that could lie causally behind it. And then, it just in this very natural fashion, by telling about real stories about real people, we get these statistics, which people like Ilan and Balcom can later notice. That is by far the simpler hypothesis than someone somehow, you know, via correspondence and observation, waves hands, figuring that out and then putting it in their document. So I just want to point out very strongly, again, the fact that a lot of these names are in the Books of Maccabees does not help fictionalizers. Um, and Gregory and Blaze don't seem to know this. It just ends up being another extremely roundabout scenario attempting to explain away evidence that actually points, more simply, to historicity. Okay, come back next time when we will continue going over these alternative scenarios by Gregor and Blaze.